Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. It's it's a Masters of the Universe 2000X show. Mm -hmm tonight and we're here to talk about one of my favorite characters he was one of my favorite figures from the original line uh, and this figure looks to carry on that tradition we're going to talk about trap jaw yeah um this guy the 2000x version looks like something out of uh, the mad max universe to me kind of he he reminds me uh, maybe not maybe not mad max but he does remind me of some of like the the 80s sci-fi dystopian design so there's a a character from a movie called metal storm oh yes and and the he's got like the green skin and half of his face is covered and he's got like the the arm that shoots like the hallucinogenic liquid all over everyone um he reminds me a lot of that or or something from like ice pirates is Metal Storm the one with Richard Maul or the one with John, with uh, Michael Ironsides? That's the one with Richard Maul. Michael Ironside, that's the uh, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. You, you see why I get them confused. I, I do. So both of them were like big childhood memories. So like like I love both. But um, this trap jaw, like especially this version of him, reminds me of something from those movies. Yeah. It's kind of like he's put together with trash and just kind of like pirated out you know he's he's mechanical and and wicked looking i love it it's very cool very cool so yeah so taylor taylor sort of bearing not even bearing the lead there um so you you have one of these correct i do yes yeah as soon as i was able to pick one up i i got it the only one um there's a color variation of them uh where he's in green his skin's green I haven't been able to get that one, but as soon as I was able to get a hold of the traditional, I picked it up. I don't really like the the variant because it just doesn't look like Trap Jaw. Part of the appeal to me for Trap Jaw is the color scheme that sort of magenta helmet with the green skin with the green face and then the 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 blue body. That's what makes it work for me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for forever. Um, 
you know, I, I kind of wondered like why he had like the green kind of face and the blue body. And uh, I never really cool. understood why. Well, it looks cool. But what, what I like about what they did with the figure, what 2000, like the uh, four horsemen did with the figure and like the, the sculpting of them. A lot of the people who were doing the comics at the time also went back and gave him an origin story and broke down why he's missing an arm, why he's missing the bottom of his jaw, and why his face is sickly green like that. It's actually pretty interesting. Do you want to share that with us? or Sure, yeah. Okay. So so uh, before Skeletor became Skeletor, he was uh, Keldor, a magician, and he had a, a kind of an army guy that worked with him that was rallying the troops named Cronus. And in the story, Cronus, after after Keldor became Skeletor and kind of lost his um, humanity aspect of things and just became crueler, Cronus was noticing that, you know, he was becoming meaner to them and he didn't like it. So he had started an uprising of all the locals from the Dark Hemisphere of Eternia to march on Snake Mountain to defeat Skeletor. And towards the end of the battle, Cronus went up to challenge Skeletor and got blasted. Uh, he, he had his arm blasted off by the Havoc Staff power. And then he had his face completely blasted by this power. And then Skeletor punched his jaw off. And instead of, instead of leaving him there to die, he had Triclops, who was like the mechanical genius, pick him up and go and fix him up to make him trap jaw. So he knocked his jaw off and then gave him the, the made him a cyborg basically. Yep. Okay. Nice. He so let him die. <laughs> all right. So the, the, the main design of this figure is just like the original. He's even got the, the little hook or the little eye at the top of his helmet that you can put a put a string through to make him slide down a, down a wire. Yeah. Uh, he's got the uh, the 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 chunk on his right shoulder. Although this time it's attached, it it looks like it's not like a part of his body. It looks like he's got a strap that goes around and over his left shoulder. Yes, it, we didn't have that on the original figure, did we? No. Well, okay. So the original figure had a, it was like a black panel that sat on his chest and it was actually one of those removable pieces I've seen people do customs with them where they've popped the arm off and they use that for other figures. The panel was supposed to be kind of the same thing. It's like an attachment that attaches to the chest. So even though that they didn't have the straps that went across, the idea was still that it was a panel still attached the same. to his okay. body. Yeah. We just didn't have the straps, and I like the way the straps. Right. It's interesting here because the straps. We'll talk about it. But the straps look like they're um, look like they're made of a different material than the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. Are they part of the sculpt, or are they sculpted onto the the chest? So with this one, it's all part of the sculpt. The okay. uh, the harness is sculpted onto the chest along with the other side. The um, the it's, other harness. That goes it's over amazing his arm. that it doesn't look like it to me. It yeah, is. I know. Yeah, I know. So from there, coming down from there, he's got this, uh, it's, it's a very, it's an elongated belt. It's more like a, almost like a small tunic going around. It's got, you know, the silver skull and crossbones on it mm-hmm. that has hooks on it, which you would assume he could carry his, his weapons on. Yes. And then he's, he's got, it looks like cybernetic legs, but over those legs, he's wearing like thigh boots 
that have uh, pads on the thighs and they go down into like these really gnarly looking combat boots. Um, is that this, is that the case or am I misreading this or is this, are they supposed to be cyber cybernetic legs? They, they look like cybernetic legs. Um, I think that they're just legs that they might be enhanced a little bit. Uh, so if you remember the vintage, much like, uh, Manny faces Roboto, they all had kind of the same, like thigh upper thigh armor padded armor piece that came down to a knee piece that came down to a boot that had ridges on it so they're kind of keeping that same theme alive where he might have some cybernetic parts to his body kind of like uh how um man at arms had like the cybernetic building onto the suit he has kind of the same thing he's got these cybernetic parts to his legs probably just to help him like run faster and then he's got this armor that sets over the top that holds everything together. So that's kind of kind of where it's it looks like they're robotic legs, but they're broken up into sections as if it is truly like armor. Okay. Okay, yeah. good to know. And uh so the 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 face sculpt on this one looks a little little more human than the one we got with the original line, although it is green. But I do like they've given him like the high cheekbones, a Dracula type cheekbones and a furrowed brow. I can't tell from the photos I'm looking at. Are his eyes painted? They they're painted. They're painted yellow with black okay. pupils. OK, it's it's a little difficult to see. And the jaws hinge just like the original figure, correct? Yes. And not just hinge. It's hinge with a little bit of a spring to it that makes his jaw snap back into place when you pull it down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, so uh, I feel like uh, the big difference with this guy are is the the appendages because he had one or two in the original line, right? That were removable, or did he just have the one? He had three. Okay. Um. Yeah, he had three. So he he's always had a hook, uh, like a claw, and then a laser. Okay. So it's always been the 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 three pieces, and, and it's the same his... through we've got here. They're just a little more steampunk looking. Yeah, yeah, and okay. there's there's like one key difference between one of the pieces, um, because if you notice on his belt, he's got two loops, right? And it's always been that you've been able to hook on the parts to his his belt loop. This time we're getting the same thing, with the exception of the cannon. The cannon doesn't actually hook to the belt. Right, Instead. so he can hook the claw and the hook on there and carry the cannon, but he has nowhere to put the cannon while he's got the claw or the hook in use. Not true. Okay. They did give him one spot on the back. On his armor, he has an actual peggable area where you peg the cannon to his back. So now he carries the cannon on his back. Okay. So this figure is is actually perfect. Yeah, um, it is very perfect. It is. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about those those uh, weapons, and then we'll go back and talk a little bit more about the sculpt of the figure. The claw is interesting because it looks simultaneously like the jaws of life, mm -hmm. and it also looks like the the top part of it looks like one of the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you <laughs> see that? I can. Yes. <laughs> Which is to Looks... say it's creepy. I hate those damn things. Um, 
but uh, does does the claw does the the upper portion move up and down does it swivel it looks like it does it does so okay not not only does it have so the the peggable area you could pop the peg out put it in and it causes that part to turn but then to top it off you've got a movable wrist part that allows it to hinge um up or down and then you've got the hinge part of the claw itself that also works so this thing is highly articulated for a claw whereas you know vintage wise we we got this one claw that you could kind of force a weapon into this thing is actually like super super posable okay <laughs> makes a lot of fun for posing it is i bet it does now and the the hook i'm assuming doesn't doesn't really move it looks like you can probably swivel it inside once you plug it into his yeah um, once you once you peg it in you've got the swivel where you can turn the hook in any direction but other than but the that, detail on these on on both of these but the, on the hook especially is just amazing you can see each individual component that makes up this hook yes it is phenomenal and these are all sort of like they look like brushed steel or metal yeah they're they're molded in kind of a, a metallic color so they've got a little bit of the metallic kind of pour in it as far as the movement so they've um, they are, I guess, would be like a steel sort of metal, but they are, they're molded in a metallic um, plastic. Okay. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then the gun uh, is just a big gun. It's huge. And... Um it doesn't look like it's articulated at all, but it, um, there's a, okay. So there's a, his arm goes out and there's a, it looks like the, the, the arm itself goes out and I'm trying to figure out where the, how the gun fits on there because there's, there's the post to go into like what would be his forearm. So, okay. So how, how the figure works is that from his arm, he, he comes down and then he's got kind of a, a forearm piece that comes out. There's a shielding, a black shielding that goes on the outside of the arm. But at the very end of the metallic part that has hoses, it comes up and it's got a hole for a peggable area. So the gun actually will peg in to the end of the forearm. So all the weapons will peg into this one area. Gotcha. And from the outside, it looks like it kind of goes past the uh, the black armor for the outside of the arm. But it just kind of pegs in almost kind of like how the um, how the different weapons pegged into the Borgs for right. the uh, Playmates figures. Kind of the same principle. Yeah, and it just makes them look huge. Yeah. yeah well, and his and, arm And they is, are. Yeah, I mean the the arm itself, like the the top portion of the arm is just as long as his other arm, but the forearm itself is almost twice the distance of that arm. And what's interesting about that arm is it actually does house a play feature in it as well. 
So instead of him having a turnable waist that has a spring action to it, his forearm has the spring action. So when you pull down on the, the, the wrist part of the arm and pull it back, it pops back up. And that's where its spring action is. Okay. So that's cool. the arm is very cool. Yeah. So the arm is almost made double the size in order to not only house that spring action, but to also make him more, more menacing in this way. Yeah. And I like the, the hose that comes uh, from the upper arm down to the forearm, you know, makes, again, makes it, gives it kind of that steampunk vibe. Yeah. Uh, does, does the, the, the arm, especially with one of the attachments on there being that much bigger, does it make it hard to balance him? No, surprisingly, he actually balances really, really well. He's got, um, he's got really thick and broad feet, which kind of like place him, um, on any stand really, really well. So I haven't had any issues even with pulling his arm out. Um, and also the way he's posed, he kind of has a, a back a bit of a backwards tilt. So he kind of tilts back to kind of like balance that weight of the arm as it is. And the arm itself isn't so heavy that it topples them over. I I guess if this thing had like weak thighs or like the thigh joints um, were kind of like worn down, I could imagine him having issues where he would probably fall forward. But for the most part, like, he balances really well. The design of this thing is absolutely amazing. It, it looks like it. Um, mm-hmm. And I noticed like peeking out from under that, that tunic or whatever we want to call it. Um, looks like his crotch is the same color, like uh, purplish red as his helmet. Yeah. So, so kind of keeping with that same design, you know, with the, the vintage toy had the kind of the red, um, it was the red furry underwear. So he had the the red furry underwear with the red belt. And then you had the green belt that snapped over the top and you had the black legs. So keeping with that same design, they've given, you know, the, the green belt. They've given the green belt and then the black legs, but instead of having the red furry underwear they've given him just a metallic or like mechanical type crotch but it's done in the same color as his helmet to kind of tie into that same look of the vintage toy okay yeah so, so let's you talk can a- lift you can lift the belt up and see more of it it's just that the way it sits you only get like a small peak got it yeah um now let's talk a little bit about his his torso uh, is there scarring on the torso? What is the texturing that I'm seeing on his chest there? So he does, he, he has like, you know, scars across his arm, uh, some on his stomach, but across his chest, he has, um, stitches. So it's like, he has cuts and then he has like little metallic staples that are put in. So he has like almost like Frankenstein style stitches all over him. And so what you're okay. seeing are those cuts with the little stitches on them. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's in, they're very subtle, very small details, but they're besides her scarring, he has stitches on them and it makes him look tough. I mean, he's lead, he's led a very tough life. And from the comics um, at this point with, with the series we're getting, he's led a very 
violent, tough life. So it's it's not uncommon that, or it it would not be out of character for him to have this much damage to his body. Right. That's that's tough. Yeah, he is tough, which makes him even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, you, you mentioned the back. I don't have any good photos of him running down the back, but uh, how does the 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 chest plate on the on the right side looks like it's got some um, some texturing on it. It looks like it's sort of made of leather. And does it go around his whole back or? Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of like, so going from the front, he has this, it's almost like a, a plate of, of like of armor, some sort of metal that's got dings on it. The texture is actually not um, any sort of like leather texture. What it is, is they're like holes and bangs and scratches. So he's got this piping that goes around the whole thing where it's almost like the metal has been bent or like rolled in place with a few staple pieces over it to kind of hold it in place. And then this whole thing is basically like layers of uh, plates that go up onto his body. And then as it goes across his body, you've got a little bit of um, metal that's like strapped down on the other plates to hold that part together. And then when you get to the back, these panels roll back and then they attach to the left side of the body and the left side of the body is like the, the leather. So that's where like the strapping on the top is like a metal with rivets on it. And then you got this leather work that ties into the back of the panel and then has a strap that rolls around to the front of the panel. Okay. And it's all, it's all meant to be like basically like plated steel that's like snapped one onto the other and then that's where you've got the hole in the back that holds the cannon to his back. And the whole thing is like this metal that's supposed to be like built up with mechanics in it that's supposed to help service the arm. Okay. So that, I mean, that's really all there is to say about the figure. We talked about the differences between this and the the original uh, version. So mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite feature about this toy? Oh, man. Uh you know, it, there's a part of me that just wants to to pick the whole redesign because the the thing is absolutely amazing. But I I I really have to admit that the the arm feature on this particular toy is so flipping cool. The detail on that arm is downright it, one of the coolest pieces of this toy. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. Um, for me, since you're picking the arm, I'm going to pick something else. For me, I think it's the way that they've incorporated the uh, the strap that we were just talking about, the strap and the uh, the everything along across his back and on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. The way they've incorporated that into the sculpt, so that it looks like it's not part of the same sculpt, but when you look closely at it, you can tell that it is. But the fact that they made it look like it was something that was overlaid to me is just amazing, mm-hmm. and not something that I've seen pulled off this successfully in the past before this it's this is probably like probably one of the coolest figures to look at as far as detail i mean it's one of those that if this wasn't an action figure it would feel very much like a beautifully sculpted like 
figurine or a, a, a statue of something. It's just so detailed so well. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece. Like the details, like what you're talking about with the strap, the, the scarring, the small mechanics, like this thing is amazing. It, it really truly is. Um, so what would you then say is your least favorite feature about this toy? I don't have one. I, so this is one of those where I've been trying to think of what am I going to say for the least favorite part? I have nothing bad to say about this figure. I have tried and tried and tried to find a flaw in it. And it's so beautifully crafted. I mean, this is like one of my favorite figures out of this line. And I can't think of anything bad to say about it because it's just so well done. Okay, I have one. Okay. (laughs) The red underwear. Peeking out from underneath, it's just distracting. And I just, I think I would have preferred it to either be silver, black, something. I just... I, it's I kind of ridiculous. What, I get what you're saying. However, however, the belt itself is loose. Okay. So you can lift this thing up and move it around because it's like the vintage. All the if more reason. Lift, if you lift this thing up and move it around and see the red underwear, it works as red plated armor. And they have put the small details of the helmet into the underwear even even the back of the underwear flares out and works as plating that works with the legs i mean it's again like well done like if you look at the back of the legs there are snaps and plating that hold the leg armor together that build up to like the the like the mechanical leggings that he's wearing and it even has like bullet holes and like dings in it and that moves up to the plating of the armor and the way that that's built runs as almost like a, not like a, a chastity belt, but it, it runs as like a plate that runs from the front all the way up to the back. And it looks like it's like been bolted into him. And that's the red part of the underwear is all like plated, like armored, like, like whole crotch seams. And it, it's, it's, it's beautifully done. It's, and still tying into the vintage. I mean, the belt rides a little low that makes that part seem kind of weird, but it really is still tying back to the vintage coloring. And it's, it's once you lift that belt up, you can tell it is still handled decently and done with like dedication and love. This thing is a perfect figure. I said what I said. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, he even has scars on the back of his arm. Like it's like the mechanics in the arm itself, the pistons and the wiring. It's just, it's, this is a grand figure. Okay. So, so what do you think best exemplifies (laughs) the lion in this figure? You know, I think for me, this is that kind of like that, that really nice modernization of what we had before. They're, they're taking what we had before and they're adding such a brutal kind of like sci-fi fantasy element to this that it works 
so well for this figure the the steampunk aspect of things work really well for trap jaw and it 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 came out nice and, and i would agree with you there i think uh, for me what it does is one thing we haven't really talked about is there is a fealty to the original line in these designs they're not revamping anything they're just taking what was already there and um improving it in, improving it yeah they're well they're just streamlining it really in a lot yeah. of ways uh they're they're uh, just giving it a new twist not even really a new twist they're just updating it that that's what all there is to it um and and i think that really shines through with this figure because it's you know for all intents and purposes the same figure you put these two side to side and you side to side and you know it's the same guy yeah but this one and it's not that this one is necessarily better than the other one it's just different yeah it might actually be better but there's something charming about the original that i just really like something sort of ingenious about that design so I, I would say it's, yeah, it, it's just different. It's an update of it, um, but I do love it. Uh, so uh, we'll just real quick, is this toy cool? Oh, yes, of course yeah. it is. Yes, Folks, yes. I, I think I, Taylor keeps growing fonder and fonder of this figure. So I guess we better st- stop the show here before he proposes to it, um, especially <laughs> since he's already married. So um, we, we, I'm just going to say this, that's all there is to say about uh, the uh, Four Horsemen's version of Trap Job, but we would love to see your photos of it and hear your thoughts. So head to the Facebook page and post photos. Uh, give us your thoughts about it. Uh, if you have one, again, we want to see it, especially if you have that repaint. I'd like to see that one in the wild because I, the pictures I've seen online, I, I'm just not sold on it. Oh, the green repaint? Well, do you know yeah. why they made the green repaint? I have no idea. So originally uh, for the mini comic of Trap Jaw, he is an all green with silver armor. And so, because um, I guess they didn't have the coloring set form before the figure came out. So when the figure came out, he's blue with a green face. Okay, so it's just it a callback to that. Up. It's a callback to that. Okay. And then they kind of wrote that into some story stuff. But yeah, that's exactly the only reason why we keep getting like green or like certain repaints is a callback usually to the mini comics. Uh, that That's very cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. All right. Well, folks, uh, that will do it for this edition of Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. With gigantic soul-crushing arms. Yes, they'll crush your head and your soul. (laughs) And chestnuts. Yeah, good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?